What's up, Whisper Nation? We're going to do a little bit of buy, a little bit of sell, and we've got a very special guest and stepmom Lauren today right here on the Fantasy Whispers. Right here. All right, stepmom Lauren, welcome in. She's here uh, with us. We're missing Johnny, but we're not missing him too much because we have stepmom Lauren here. So (laughs) sorry, Johnny. (laughs) You got me, your boy, Big Travi. You got stepmom Lauren. Obviously, you can find her everywhere on Twitter, on Facebook, on Instagram, and of course at stepmomlauren.com. She is now part of the Two Point Stance, a brand new podcast over on the Football Guys. She writes for the Fantasy Footballers. She writes for Fantasy Pros. She blurbs for Roto World, well, the former Roto World, now NBC Sports Edge. Uh, I am running out of breath talking about all the things you do. You're running (laughs) out of breath working all the things that you do. So tell us a little bit about what's been going on in your world. Yeah, it's been crazy. So it, it, the draft, you guys, is tomorrow. Yes. That is crazy. Yes. Real football. It's super exciting. But yeah. So this year I've added the football guys, which has been amazing. It's it's a really, really cool environment. So I've added the football guys to my rotation, if you will, and still writing for the fantasy footballers, still writing for fantasy pros, still writing for now NBC Sports Edge. And now I've added football guys. So it's super fun. Lots of really cool things in the pipeline for fantasy pros too as well. So you'll see my my mug on uh, fantasy pros a lot more than you will see my written word, which is pretty exciting. So lots of fun things coming up in May after the draft. Cause that's when like things really matter is to Heck, me yeah. is after the draft. Well, <laughs> it's I like know, right now it's like, well, I was man. talking about it on Monday. Like this game that we play is about speculation and then we speculate on the speculation and then the NFL draft is a big speculation machine too. So yeah. yeah. But speaking of stepmom Lauren's beautiful mug, you're seeing her beautiful <laughs> mug next juxtaposed with my eh, whatever mug here. Do us <laughs> a huge it. favor. Hit that like button. Share this on whatever platform you are. You are on. It really helps with the algorithms and we are a slave to the algorithms. So help us out here. We're going to try and continue to push this platform as far as we can take it. Uh, if you're new to the Fantasy Whispers, welcome. Please consider hitting us up with a follow or a subscribe. Uh, we release fantasy football content daily. You can find us or our past shows on Facebook, YouTube, Twitter, Instagram, and Spotify. Just search the Fantasy Whispers. And as a reminder, as Stepmom Lauren said, the draft is tomorrow. We're going live for the first round of the NFL draft. That's tomorrow, April 29th, 8 p.m. Eastern time, 5 p.m. Pacific. Johnny, who is on his way out to California right now, that's why he could not make it on the show. He's stuck in traffic, but he will make it out here, and then we'll be going live tomorrow. Uh, we're excited about that. But today, Stepmom Lauren, we're doing a little bit of buy and sell. We're looking at some of the ADP. I looked at some of the ADP compared to last year even on some of these players, and we're just going to take a, a, you know, a, a journey through here, and you're going to tell me if you're buying or selling some of these guys, and I'll do the same. Um, so if you're ready, let, let's get to it. What do you think? Let's get to it. Before, I shouldn't lie to Whisper Nation because I may have orchestrated the traffic jam that Johnny is in <laughs> so that I can take over. Yeah. Well, I don't mind that. I've power. been trying to, <laughs> yeah, I've been trying to kick him off and get you on this whole time. <laughs> but now that he's not here, um, I think this is the first step. We just got to give the people what they want. So love you, Johnny. <laughs> <laughs> no, we love you, Johnny. And uh, Johnny will be back with us tomorrow. We can't wait for that. All right, our first guy in the buyer-sell category or just the buyer-sell uh, candidate is going to be Cam Newton. Currently right now, uh, Stepmom Lauren, he's going in the ninth round, 909 as QB 16 off the board. That's exactly where he finished last year. He was the QB 16. He had 12 rushing touchdowns, uh, which was still in, in a nice you know mark to have at your quarterback position, but had career low in passing yards. And in a season where he played 
uh, 14 or more games, like he's never had that low of a passing yardage mark. Uh, after back-to-back weeks with over 25 points in weeks one and two, he didn't have 25 points uh, more than two times the rest of the year. He had two games over 300 yards. I mean, just it was really bad. I mean, it plain really and simple, bad. it was bad. It was <laughs> yeah, it was just, it was horrible to watch. Um, but so the question when I pitch it to you is, you know, they've added Hunter Henry, they've added Nelson Aguilar, they've added Jonu Smith. They continue to think or they continue to project to be a running football team. They signed Cam Newton back. How do we feel for fantasy football purposes? No, 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 no. Especially in, okay, I should say specifically for one QB leagues, don't do it. So actually, speaking of two points dance for football guys, my co-host Dave Kluge and I got into this and I told him that he needed an intervention because he's like high on Cam Newton. I am not, okay, I'm not. Maybe I need a little bit of time to research this and dive into the weeds, but that's what it is, or weeds. I don't like it. They did not pass the eyeball test. I don't like the numbers. This does not excite me. In the ninth round specifically, no. If he's like on the waiver wire, maybe in a really, yeah. really good matchup. I'm maybe, staying yeah, as exactly. far like, away as I can. As a streamer. I, 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 you know, Johnny put His him rushing on touchdowns not- were good. But. Of course, of course. And we mm. love that. But like like you said, mm. I think you hit it on the head when you said the eyeball test. Yeah. I watched that game against San Francisco where I think he scored like four fantasy points. And I saw him <laughs> throw the ball. I saw him throw the ball into the ground like a million so times. Bad. It was like, so bad. And does Johnny he need LASIK? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Johnny continues to ask me, oh, well, don't you think the rushing upside is still there? Yeah, sure. And they said, well, you know, well. He added all these pieces. He's still got to be able to complete the ball to those pieces. Like he's still got to be able to pass the ball to the players they added. That is my concern. I think he's a big sell for me, and it sounds like he's a sell as well for you. Yes. And I think really the big thing, and it'll be the big theme for the next guy we talk about as well, the quarterback position is so deep. Why am I taking a shot on a guy with very minimal upside in Cam Newton when I can look at other guys that are down in that range uh, and kind of go for them? So speaking of quarterback position, we're going to move on to Baker Mayfield, who is now going four rounds later than Cam Newton in round 13 as the QB 23 off the board. So some of the things he got done last year, 26 touchdowns, 3,563 yards, stepmom Lauren, and a career low in interceptions with eight. He was hyper-efficient, and he scored the most fantasy points of his career with 300, but he still was only the QB 18 on the year. Um, He did kind of finish semi-hot. Four of his final six games went for 22 points or more. I'm going to pitch it back to you here. Do we think that OBJ is returning? I believe you talked a little bit about this on on, uh, two-point stance from what I caught. Uh, Do you think OBJ's return the second year with Stefanski can get him into the starter category? Would you take him as a late-round late QB, do you think he can put you into, you know, top 12, top 10 range? No, I'm selling. I'm selling Baker Mayfield. And the reason why is because of Nick Chubb and Kareem Hunt and Kevin Stefanski there. This is a run first offense, and that's not a secret. That's kind of obvious. I am interested in matchup based Baker Mayfield. I am interested in him in Superflex and in single QB leagues. I don't mind that at all. But as I'm sorry, Superflex and two QBs, pardon me. But in a single QB, no, I I don't want anything to do with Baker Mayfield as my only quarterback unless I'm streaming the position. So I know he just got his fifth year option, which was great. Good for you. But this is a uh, it's it's a run first team. I do like OBJ getting back in. 
the offense, but I like that a little bit more for the upside of OBJ than I do for the upside of Baker Mayfield. Yeah, I just think once again, and I don't mean to beat a dead horse here, but we have so many QBs down in that area yes. that I would be taking over him. Um, and I think that's a, a good sell here. Now, all right, we got through the boring QBs. All right, let's <laughs> talk a little bit about some of the meat and potatoes here. Um, Will Fuller is a, an interesting name here. And I was trying to break this down. We were looking at show notes, and I'm trying to think where I would want to put him. Because right now he's coming off the board in the sixth round, wide receiver 25. Obviously made the switch over to Miami, right? He played – he's played Played. He's got the injury bug, though, before the whole woes about Deshaun Watson and leaving Deshaun Watson. He's only played 11 or fewer games in four straight seasons now as wide receiver 32 in PPR. See, it's causing you to drink the way I talk I about know. Will Fuller. Like, that's it, how it, it goes. Is. That's it how it goes. Wide receiver 32 in PPR last year, but wide receiver seven in points per game. So he did, if he can get on the field for, you know, big if, if he can get on the field for more than 11 games, you like his production. Uh, had career highs in, in uh, catches, in yardage, and in touchdowns last year. But like I said, no more Deshaun Watson. And you look at two on this offense, they'd have to take a massive step forward for me where you're taking him off as a wide receiver two borderline here. No Dolphins wide receiver last year, Stepmom Warren, was inside the top 40 at the position. The highest was Devontae Parker, who was wide receiver 46. And he played 14 games. And guess what? He's still on the Dolphins. So I just have a situation here where I'm kind of selling Will Fuller. I don't know how you feel about Will Fuller. I am selling Will Fuller, especially at that ADP. No yeah. No, 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 no. He will get added and dropped and added and dropped and added and dropped. And if he's not, and if he's on someone's team, I'm glad I don't have to deal with the headache. Good luck trying to guess which game is going to be his giant blow-up game because I guarantee you he will have at least one, maybe two, possibly three, but I don't want to deal with it. So I'm, I'm so negative Nancy. I'm, no, I'm selling not, it. I don't like it. But like, well, yeah, we no, gotta I'm, talk, we got to talk about fit. it. It's not a good fit. It's not a good fit for the offense. I don't like Will Fuller there. Um, it's just – not exciting. I, I don't. I don't get excited about it. Um, as, with all the things that you talked about, the injury bug, Tua, the offense itself. There's. It's missing something for me that makes me want to be like, even think about it. Like I'm not thinking about it. I'm selling Will Fuller. Yeah, I think you hit it on the head once again when you talk about the volatility. It's not something that we had to deal with with Will Fuller when he was with Watson. You know, he wasn't as volatile. We knew what we were going to get. But with Tua, we don't have any clue if he's going to have that same connection. And I'm not going to pay wide receiver 25 price for a guy that I don't know is going to mesh well and for a team that didn't put anybody with inside the top 30, let alone the top 40, so uh, or let alone the top 25. So, yeah, for me, it's a, it's a hard sell. Now, we got to talk about your boy. I think we're going to turn you from negative to positive here with this one we're going to talk about mark mandrews or mark andrews of the baltimore ravens adp in the sixth round 605 tight end five so i'm more than 58 catches on 88 targets last year 701 yards and seven touchdowns but if you were to talk to the fantasy football community you would think that he was terrible last year he was the tight end four in standard the tight end six in ppr 24 percent of baltimore's target market share went to mark andrews last year Tell me what I'm not seeing that the fantasy football industry is seeing because I see him being sold by uh, a lot of people, and I'm I'm ready to buy Mike Andrew, Mark Andrews at this ADP. Then come talk to me, my friend, because yeah. I will smash that buy button for Mark Andrews. So one of my good friends, Ryan Weiss, he and I are going to have it out on this. I know it because I'm a big Mark Andrews truther, and I'm literally right now knee-deep in Mark Andrews' stats as we speak. And what's really interesting about Mark Andrews is that his production by himself wasn't necessarily his fault that he finished 
like one rank lower than he did before. Granted, it was about 30 total fantasy points fewer in PPR. He finished with like 175 something as opposed to 140 something. Um, he was right behind um, TJ Hawkinson, I believe, which was, but only by like 0.9. It, it wasn't anything super duper specific, but his production is tied to Lamar Jackson, who did mm. not have a good year. Weeks one through 11 were garbage. So he really heated up after he had his incident where he had to leave the field for unspecified reasons that he later specified that we'll just wink, wink. But he did great after that. And so did Mark Andrews. So I think there's like one game where Mark Andrews actually did not do well when Lamar Jackson did well. And in that game, it was actually Nick Boyle, the tight end that got the touchdown. So it's not like they're not targeting him. In fact, his red zone targets even went up by two. His red zone receptions went up and his red zone, red zone touchdowns went up. So it's, it is all tied to Lamar Jackson. So when you're thinking about Mark Andrews, you really have to ask yourself if you believe in Lamar Jackson in 2021, as opposed to just Mark Andrews, because he's still the only tight end there. He is the absolute beast. He was second in targets. So Marquise uh, Brown had 100 and Mark Andrews had 88, but they both had the same receptions and they were very similar in yards. And I think he only had one fewer touchdown. Those are the two leading receivers on the Ravens. Give me Mark Andrews, especially in the sixth round. Obviously, there are some contingencies. It is going to depend on what my team looks like. There are other tight ends that I do like as well. Dallas Goddard is going late. Logan Thomas is going late. Those are two tight ends I like very much. But if I have some solid pieces and he is there for me to take at the right time, I am not afraid to take Mark Andrews whatsoever. Yeah, I love the breakdown here. And the, the only thing I'll add is that last year you got to pay a fourth round pick for him at 406. Correct. He's going and a full two painful. rounds later. Yeah, I don't think it's that painful to stack up your five guys, mm-hmm. maybe two running backs, three wide receivers or vice versa, and then get you a Mark Andrews who has just – the amount just the same amount as upside as a Kelsey or a Kittle in my mind, because if he really gets rolling back to what he did when he was tight end two, two years ago, you're going to be really happy. I buy the dip here. I'll take Mark Andrews uh, and I'll be I'll be happy in the sixth round if he can stay there. Shameless ADP-wise. plug for me real quick. I am coming yeah, out it. with an article piece about Mark Andrews that will be published on Friday. It is part of my makeup or breakup series with Mark Andrews. Oh. So spoiler alert, I'm likely yeah. making up. with it. <laughs> That sounds good. Well, uh, keeping on the tight end train here, we're going to go on to Irv Smith very later. You were talking about some late round tight ends. We didn't mention Irv Smith. He's going pretty far off the board here. Thirteen oh eight right now is the round ADP that he's going. Tight end twenty two off the board. I know people want Irv Smith to happen. We've been wanting it to happen for a couple of years now. But he only saw eight percent of the team's market share with forty three targets. Only played in twelve games. Uh, the big sell by the industry will be that Rudolph is leaving and he's gone to the Giants, right? But that's mm-hmm. only 7% of the market share, 37 targets. It's not like he vacated a whole bunch of opportunity here. Uh, Kirk Cousins has really loved his wide receivers a whole lot in, in Minnesota historically. Um, if Smith were to absorb all of that, he might be a top 15 tight end to me. But I'm selling Irv Smith here. I, I don't think I could get on board. It, it, it stinks of a little bit of Hayden Hurst last year where we were so excited that Hayden Hurst was going to get an opportunity to be the man, and it just was ho-hum. I think Irv Smith could probably actually be worse production-wise than Hayden Hurst was last year, but this is something that I'm I'm not going to buy into the hype here. I don't buy into the hype either, but I do think he's going to do better, if that makes sense. I'm like putting yeah, him on sure. layaway. <laughs> <laughs> I like I'm that. putting him on like layaway. That. I want to see. I think Irv Smith is going to be one of those tight ends that you are going to be able to stream given the right matchup. So I don't... 
I, I'm not I'm not like running out being like I have to have him and on all of my drafts. But I'm also not like, oh, I despise him so much. I'm never ever gonna have Irv Smith on my team. We'll see. I'm not sold on it, so therefore I am not going to buy Irv Smith in this, but I will keep my eyes open and wait for like a sale. You think he's a good hold in, in Dynasty? You think you'd still want to take, yeah, yeah, take a peek at I what do. he could do? Yes. Yeah, because yes. if he does break out, he is definitely an athletic tight end. So just because he's not going to match what Rudolph did doesn't mean they can't use him in creative ways as a wide receiver uh, because yes. he has the athletic build. So we could see something like that happen. Uh, I'm, I'm currently going to stash a couple other late-round guys. I, I love that you mentioned Goddard and some other guys that are going just a little bit before him that we could snag and have some more upside. Our Agreed. next candidate for buy or sell step mom lauren is chris godwin of the tampa bay buccaneers who signed his franchise tag this year uh going off the board at 411 round four uh almost take my money take my money buy 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 smash buy wide receiver 17 so tell me a little bit why you're buying so heavily in chris godwin because he is a freak of nature when it comes to being a receiver and he had such a disappointing year last year because he was hurt and they had a brand new quarterback this guy named Tom Brady who was really good at football but he really needed to create some chemistry and gel and get that team together and guess what they started doing it and there is nothing about that team that has changed going into 2021 even Antonio Brown is back everything is going to be the same and I am very excited about Chris Godwin at that ADP absolutely I will take that and I'm hoping that he stays there because that is very exciting to me. This is going to be an interesting case study. I don't know why he wouldn't stay there. And I'll say this. It's because A.B. obviously got brought back. because we're talking about it. Right. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> but A.B. got brought back, Stepmom Lauren, which could mean, okay, people are still worried about whatever target share or whatever like that. We also will get O.J. Howard back healthy this year for Tampa Bay. So this could help out Godwin's ADP. Last year, going off the board as the sixth wide receiver at 220. 12. So, and we're talking about 10 yards per target. That was 13th best in the NFL last year. 77% catch rate. That was fourth best in the NFL. 15.9 points per game was top 15 among wide receivers. Yet he wound up the wide receiver 31 in PPR and he burned a lot of people because he only played in 12 games, missed the four games with the finger fracture, the hamstring, the concussion. So people are going to be burnt by that. They're going to have that recency bias, but Stepmom Lauren saying bye, bye, bye. I mean, even if he jumped into the third round, I still think he's worth it because. Oh, yeah. Like we said, going at 212, wide receiver six off the board. He's easily a guy that could be the top 10 wide receiver by the end of the year. Um, and he's going to have monster weeks. So I understand yeah. that there is going, there's a lot of mouse to feed in that offense. 100% understand that. But that's almost built into this ADP as well. Right, right. So it's not like he's going to be the number one guy in Tampa. There are other weapons that are there, but just know that going into it. So, I mean, I had him on, on so many teams and when he was playing, he did not disappoint me every single week when he was actually healthy and on the field, he is a monster. He can get it done. And he has actually built some rapport with Tom Brady as well, who looked for him when he was in pressure situations. And that is key. So now they have a full off season, a real off season sort of ish more than it was last year. And I think that we're going to see um, an even better offense than we did from Tampa Bay last year, which is terrifying yeah, for everybody else thing. in the league. <laughs> like, and, that's and this, frightening. I think that you could still buy into this, the, the, situation that we thought was really exciting last year where we were taking a wide receiver six because now you actually have more proof they can get it done because they got it done in spurts last year right so they were they reached that ceiling so i love what you're saying here and i think oh we got some uh love in the chat here 
Uh, Austin says, stepmom Lauren. Hey, what's up, Austin? Yeah, Travis, too, I guess. That makes sense. Yeah, yeah I get it. And Johnny from the road, probably not being what's very up, safe Johnny? right now. So Don't text fire, and drive. Yeah, fire emojis <laughs> there. Appreciate you guys hopping in here. Uh, we're going to move on to our next candidate, Julio Jones of the Atlanta Falcons. A little bit of trade rumors in the recent weeks. but So crazy. I'd, I'd imagine he stays put, um, if I had to guess, uh, unless an earth-shattering deal comes in. He's going to come off the board at in the third round, at, uh, third round 11th pick as wide receiver receiver 12 step on more last year was the first time since 2013 that Julio missed more than two games in a season he was the wide receiver 53 in standard wide receiver 51 in PPR he probably sank your lineup more times than not last year he only played in nine games but currently coming off the board um, like I said as wide receiver 12 2020 was that first year he played nine games. In those nine games, he scored 10.6 fantasy points per game. That would have placed him as wide receiver 12. He's going right around where I think he's a great value. Um, and the thought of getting two running backs and then getting wide receiver one Julio Jones in a PPR league, I, I love this. You know, you got Arthur Smith coming to town for the Atlanta Falcons. Obviously, A.J. Brown killed it under Arthur Smith. They had some success with Corey Davis. Not shy. Uh, Matt Ryan's not shy about loving Julio Jones, even with Calvin Ridley there. I think both of them could eat. I'm buying Julio Jones. I'm buying this dip because we've had to pay end of first, beginning of second round draft picks uh, for Julio in the past. So I'm really digging uh, where he's at right now. Yeah, it's one of those incredible values that you can only get based on a really weird year like 2020 yeah. was, which is going to create so much havoc with ADP that like people can come out of the draft this year with one heck of a team. And it's like, how did you even get those people? Because it, because of last year, because of right. recency bias, as you said. And absolutely, you can get two stud running backs and then Julio Jones in the third. Yeah, sign me up. I love it. I'm going to come love in it. here with our final three players here. They're all running backs. It's going to get real hot and heavy because these are some really big names that people are. We're looking at Google Trends. We're looking at SEO, and these are people that people. These are the people that people are asking about. These are the players that people are asking about. The people first one is, Dave, yeah, people they want to know. know. And so, Seb Moore, we brought you on here to tell the people what they want to know. And the first guy we're going to talk about is David Montgomery, whose ADP right now is in the back of the third round. I just almost. smashed my tooth on my straw. <laughs> Sorry, guys. Uh, <laughs> uh, you got to be able to keep that tooth in there. I need you to be able to give that smile to the people. Come on. Need the chiclets. <laughs> Uh, RB19 off the board, uh, end of the third round for David Montgomery. Prior to the bye, Montgomery had zero games over 100 rushing yards, and he had scored two touchdowns last year. After the bye, he had six straight games with plus matchups, and he went absolutely nuts. Six straight games of 20 or more fantasy points and half-point PPR, eight touchdowns over the final six weeks, averaged 137 all-purpose yards in that span, ended the year as the RB6 in standard and the RB4 in PPR. We know what he did last year. Every Everybody knows it, if the, especially if you had him or you traded for him. The thing is, they've added Damian Williams. Tariq mm -hmm. Cohen's going to come back healthy. Mm -hmm. If you look at Tariq Cohen, he was a top 30 running back in PPR in 2019. A lot of that was fueled off his catching, of course. But I love that you can get this potential top six back, top six back in David Montgomery near the end of the third round and into the fourth round in some drafts. I think people are sleeping on Montgomery because of his bad rookie year. I, I Or maybe they're just – they're bypassing the end of the year surge. I think back to Derrick Henry. Now, I'm not comparing Montgomery to Derrick Henry, but two years ago, Derrick Henry finished the year as the RB1 down the stretch. He had like the last month of the year. He went nuts. And then mm -hmm. we were drafting him, and now he's just continued to be good. Is it possible that Montgomery is here to stay? And do you love this ADP? Are you buying Montgomery right here? 
I do wish he was maybe like in the fourth. I do yeah. wish he was well, just almost a there. little he's bit. Almost there. I know. Almost. Yeah. So he is definitely someone that I am right on the fence. It's really going to depend on where I am in the draft. That is going to depend on whether or not I draft him, but that does not mean I'm selling him. Okay. I would love to have David Montgomery, but not as my RB one or my RB two. I want him as a flex. And because he has proven that he can be matchup gold. So he's done that. He's shown us, Hey, I can get 20 plus fantasy points when I am in a solid matchup. Not so much when he is in a negative matchup, and that's not necessarily his fault because of the Bears' offense. They are frequently in a negative game script, which means they are fighting to play from behind, which doesn't always mean it's going to be David Montgomery. They're going to have to throw it. It's with Andy Dalton. I have no idea what that offense is going to look like. It's kind of frightening with Andy Dalton there. Sorry, any Andy Dalton fans out there. Oh, yeah. But so that's the only thing. That's the only thing, right? That's the only thing that would make me hesitate. Uh, but I, I'm not selling him. I am. I'm also not like rushing out to go to go buy it. But if he's there, and if I already have some stud running backs or two stud running backs, or if I've got my eye on a guy a little bit later, which is a name we're going to bring up in a little bit that I can snag, I could take a risk on David Montgomery and feel okay with that. Because worst case scenario in a redraft league, if he has a bomb, awesome game trade him you can trade him and you can get rid of that risk if you need to look at their strength of schedule once the the season starts because that gives us a much better gauge on exactly how good defenses are once we see a few uh, weeks in the books so yeah there's there's always room for david montgomery i think it's just going to depend on what your roster is turning out to be in the draft and you, and well, you little, think, little expensive but yeah no it's definitely i love that you said it kind of riding the fence on him because that's how he's making people feel you can see it in his right. adp um and i think it's it's you know, important to relate to what, you know, Whisper Nation's going through when they're making that decision. I wanted to ask if you think that he will be matchup based, if you think that that's what he showed us with those six games where he went nuts is the biggest thing you took away there is you think that this is going to be a matchup based running back kind of. I RB2. do. I do. Until I am proven otherwise, I'll be open to looking at him. If he proves me wrong, I won't be like, oh, fluke. But from what I've seen so far from David Montgomery in his career, I feel as though he's pretty matchup dependent. But that's okay. Like you said, there's Damian Williams there. There's Tariq Cohen there. There is a place for David Montgomery. It's just probably not as your RB1. So just be aware of that when you're drafting. I love it. I love it. We are going to move on to our next running back here in the buying or selling show, and that is J.K. Dobbins. All right, so J.K. Dobbins is coming off the board at, at 307, the RB18, um, so a cut, like five slots ahead of your boy, uh, David Montgomery, or I should say my boy, I guess. Uh, no team in the NFL ran more than Baltimore last year. Uh, a lot of that has to do with Lamar Jackson, of course. 28% of the market share belongs to Lamar Jackson, so he is their best quote-unquote running back, and that's not a slight at Lamar. That's just how they do divvy up the carries. Dobbins, 134 carries, actually ranked third last year, Stepmom Lauren, behind not only Lamar Jackson, but Gus Edwards, uh, who had 24% of the market share. A lot of people will claim that Ingram's exit is going to automatically spell upside for J.K. Dobbins, but it's only vacating 13% or 72 carries from last year. Remember, he was injured and in and out of the lineup. Dobbins was hyper-effective. Don't get me wrong. 6.0 yards per carry, and he led all Ravens in targets and receptions. I just don't know how we project him to have this much upside in the third round with a 
QB who leads the team in rushing. I just don't see how there's a big enough pie for him, even though they are the leading rushing team. But they brought back Gus Edwards, set Mom Lauren. So I'm, I'm selling J.K. Dobbins at this. I ADP. am on the same page. Same page. I, I want nothing to do with the Ravens running backs. Nothing to do with them in fantasy. I mean, I like watching. You don't the Ravens. think that, they're a fun team. You, do you think Edwards is worth anything in the later rounds? Do you think you might sneak yeah, up Yeah, I, I could. Yep, I could. It, uh, again, it's going to depend on your roster construction. Right. But yeah, I could definitely. I would rather have someone like Gus Edwards at his ADP than I would paying all that draft capital for someone like J.K. Dobbins when they're almost going to be doing the same thing. So I don't know. I might take the Gus bus here and and avoid it. But I, I want avoid J.K. Dobbins, but I would like to avoid both of them and yeah, not have yeah. to worry about that if I can. So, no, I'm selling. I'm I'm out. I'm out on that. Yeah, I think that's been the case. I love J.K. Dobbins. I have him in Dynasty. I want him to be the guy. It just looks like they don't want to have one guy, and they want to rotate even the quarterback in there as part Absolutely. of the rushing attack. All right, our final guy that we're going to buy or sell here, Stepmom Lauren, is Antonio Gibson. He is a hot name. He was a hot name coming into late last year. His ADP, his ADP says so. It. Second round, RB11 coming off the board. The fantasy football community believes he's a shoe in to be an RB1 and has RB, you know, top five RB1 upside. And that's because he is a converted wide receiver, right? Finished RB12 in both standard and half point PPR, played on 45% of the snaps, only 170 carries for 795 yards. It felt like last year the Washington football team staff was trying to make him forget that he was a receiver and actually <laughs> kind of get him going as the running back. Uh, just so they could try to, you know, move him along. He hadn't had any carries in college, right? So we have that situation going for him there. Oh, yeah, we got Matt in here saying some nice visuals today. He's the St. Louis Blues fan. He obviously appreciates Stepmom Lauren. I We all do. I know. Um, I, my, oh, my trophy's hidden. I'm sorry, yeah. Matt. Shoot. Although, <laughs> go Blues. They're playing tonight. And we got the fireside going, so that's kind of nice. Yeah, you know. Um. But, yeah, speaking of fire, Antonio Gibson, 11 touchdowns last year. That was tied for first among running backs with Jonathan Taylor. Uh, the question will be J.D. McKissick and how much of his target market share will come down because he had 18%, a whopping 110 targets last year that he took. A lot of that was Alex Smith, Dinkin and Duncan, who is no longer with them. Ryan Fitzpatrick mm-hmm. comes on board. How are we feeling about Gibson? Do we believe in the hype? Is it? Is it are we buying here? Okay, so what is his ADP again as of now? It's 204 RB11 at the at the current moment. So That is a yeah. little spicy. Yeah. A little spicy, but I am willing to take the risk on Antonio Gibson and I am willing to do it. He is one of those guys that I would not mind going, for example, depending on where I'm at in the draft, of course, I always have to put that disclaimer out there, going running back, running back, and then I'll be able to fill up some stuff because I know Antonio Gibson is going to be productive obviously assuming health and Mm -hmm. my RB1, whoever I'm taking is going to be productive. And then I'm going to have three through whenever to fill out everybody else. So he's one of those guys that can be a stud RB1 that you can get in the second round. And I really, really like it. It is a little spicy, which I don't like, but if Washington drafts another running back, which I hope they do not do that will plummet his ADP a little bit, but that also will plummet his volume a little bit too. So Lots to keep in mind with Antonio Gibson, but I think his upside is there. The potential yeah. for him to crush it this year, as long as he doesn't get turf toe again, and as long as he stays healthy, I am very excited about Antonio Gibson because I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. I am very excited about Washington 
to begin with. I love Logan Thomas. I love Terry McLaurin. I love Antonio Gibson. And I love Ryan Fitzpatrick. I guess I am a football and Curtis fan. Samuel. And Curtis, Curtis Samuel. Samuel. I know. Love I, lo- I love what they've done here. And I love that you brought Ooh, it up. And then we, we're not even talking about yeah, Ron Rivera and Scott Turner, who both came from Carolina and who was over mm-hmm. there. CMC. We're talking about those parallels in, yes. in the game. And I'm Curtis saying- Samuel was as well. So he yes. gets to be united in that offense, someone that they're comfortable and familiar with. This is going to be an intriguing year in the NFC East. I just think it's it's really expensive at two at the second round, but I, I love what you said there. The upside is there. If you're going to swing, you swing for the fences here with Gibson, and then it could easily be a top five back, and you'll be sitting there. I, I think of Kareem Hunt a couple years ago. I think of going you know in the second round from Kansas City. I think of uh, Todd Gurley going in the second round before he blew up. Uh, Leonard Fournette. There's other ways that guys in the second round, if you if you hit right, they end up being the league winners because they end up being the RB ones that you needed right it's a there, risk so. like you said yeah. it's a risk it's, a but risk, it's but- one that i'm willing to take because of his opportunity and because of where i think the offense can go this year i love it i love if no risk it no biscuit right Right. Like, that's like, what do we play for? I love not, biscuits. Yeah. <laughs> Who doesn't love biscuits? Best biscuits? KFC biscuits? Do you like uh, I don't know. Red My Lobster biscuits? Makes, those are obviously the Cheddar Bay. Mm, my husband makes some killer biscuits, though. Like, right. he, he's he's like the Jeff breakfast. Shout out. He is my husband, Jeff, is the breakfast chef extraordinaire. So on Sunday morning, I'm like, I'm hungry. He's like, what can I make you, my love? And I'm like, biscuits and gravy and a breakfast burrito. He's like, coming right up. I'm like, there goes my diet. I don't care. I need need to come out for one of these football Sundays and get some biscuits and gravy. That sounds amazing. Oh, my God. It's so good. Now, when I make mine, it's like healthy. I make it out of like turkey sausage and whole wheat flour. He's like, boring. I I want Jeff's biscuits. Yeah, give me me some of that. So much better. Than mine. Well, Setma Moore, we thank you very much for coming on the show. Tell the people a little bit about what you're working on and where they can find you um, and what's coming down the pipeline for you. For sure. You guys can find me on social media at Stepmom Lauren. That's L-A-U-R-E-N. You uh, Just full disclosure, I am so much better on Twitter than I am on Facebook. I am terrible with Instagram. I'm still trying to figure out how to use it, so bear with me. Also on Facebook, you can find me at StepmomLauren.com. All of my work will be there. I'm a writer for the Fantasy Footballers. I am also a writer and now, I guess, video person i guess i don't know what to call myself but yeah i'm with fantasy pros you're as well. a star you're a, I guess. You're a star yeah. I, I wouldn't go that far i'm like i'm shiny but it doesn't necessarily mean i'm shining it's a All little right. two different things but yeah so some videos coming out for um fantasy pros which is exciting um yeah who'd i miss football guys and nbc sports edge there's so many and two point stance come follow football guys as well come hang out with us travi is one of my 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 OG hearts with with Johnny. So well, we appreciate. Thank you, you for as having always, me. Uh, for stepmom Lauren. I'm Big Travi. Johnny's still trying to make his way in here on those free Johnny. <laughs> yeah, but he's he'll he'll make it. Uh, we are the Fantasy Whispers, and we're out. We'll see you next time. Peace. Don't forget, we're going live for the NFL Draft tomorrow night. Come check us out. Right here. Oh hey, you made it to the end of the video. If you like what you saw, go ahead and hit subscribe. Make sure you hit that bell so you get notified anytime we drop new content or go live. And if you're still not sold yet, check out one of these videos.